Aloha guys, this is Jason from Hawaii. I'm here at Amazing Comic Con. This is day two and I am in the at the booth of Westside Comics and Games with my good friend Julius. Julius, how you doing? Oh, I'm doing great, Jason. Thank you very much. Oh, thanks. So how's the how's the convention going so far for you guys? Oh, it's going great. Um, we're very happy this year. It looks like we've got good attendance this year. Got some good uh, stars to highlight the uh, the event. So yeah, we're we're seeing nice, happy, smiling faces all over the place. Um, I know last year in um, 2019, you guys had a, a major change in your store. Can you explain more about that? Sure. Uh, after six years at our location, we decided that we needed something a little bigger. And we looked around and finally found a spot that's about 50% bigger. Unfortunately, it's located in a different town, but it's still, you know, closer to a lot of our old constituents. So, uh, and we've been there at the new location for the last six months now. And can you give us the address for Westside Comics and Games? Yeah, new the, new, the, the new location's at 99-080, yeah, sorry, 99080, Kau Street, K-A-U-H-A-L-E Street. That's in IAEA now. Don't worry, Julius. It's the second day, and I think all of us are getting a little tired right now. So don't worry. And then where um, where can people um, follow you guys um, on social media? Uh, you can find us on social media on Facebook. That's where we do a lot of our stuff. We've just started uh, doing stuff on Instagram as well. So you can find us on Instagram. And then um, I'm gonna go back. Um, and then, like you said, the store has increased by fifty percent. Um, what's the um, what's the focus? of the store is it um, bigger um, gaming room or yeah you know we're still predominantly a gaming store so we still get a lot of uh, a lot of our clientele is still mostly gaming oriented and the whole reason why we wanted to get the space is for gaming purposes uh, we have larger turnouts for our magic the gathering events even our 40k events are you know 40k takes up a lot of space for just a pair of guys so we need more space uh, we've got an internet uh, type of gaming cafe right across the driveway from us a lot of their customers have also come up and visited us so yeah definitely uh, gaming was the, the prime focus of the space that's pretty cool anything you want to add about the um, new store location um, anything else or any promotion upcoming promotions if you if you can talk about uh, off the top of my head we just came off of a big sale so you were going to rest a little bit from the sale and from this event here um, and then we'll see what's going to be coming up. We're definitely going to kick some stuff off in the summer to uh, to get uh, to get people shopping. So you know, keep an eye out for that. All right, thank you, Julius. Um, last year, I know you. Po if I remember correctly, you posted on the store's um, Facebook page. If I remember correctly, that you went to a comic book convention. Can you name the comic book convention? Yes, I can name the comic book convention. That was last year's. Uh, San Diego Comic Con, 2019 Comic Con. It was, it was a great con. We had a lot of fun. Um, as usual, San Diego was packed full of people, wall to wall. If you do not like crowds, you will not like going there. But uh, got to see a lot of celebrities walking around. Got to enter a lot of, uh, a lot of panels and, and watch some very interesting panel discussions. So yeah, and do a little bit of shopping. And how many times have you been to San Diego? Um uh, quite a few. Um, I think I, I started going in 1990, back when the uh, back when attendance was just a measly 30,000 people. Uh, I think I've gone about every maybe about every three years since then. 
pretty cool. Oh, sorry. Were you add oh, no, yeah. It's, you know, the only reason I get to go so often is as a vendor, you know, we are, uh, Diamond Comics does offer uh, tickets to its, uh, to its retailers. So if it wasn't for those, I'd never be able to get in. The, the lottery's just too hard. And then, um, do you have any future plans of going to attend any different conventions? Well, you know, we've been to uh, San Diego often enough now. I think it's time to try some other ones. Um, we have been fortunate enough to attend. Uh, I've been to Baltimore. We've done uh, London Comic Con. Uh, but we'd like to try C2E2. Heard a lot of good things about that. And uh, WonderCon also comes to mind as another uh, con we'd really like to check out. Maybe even New York. <laughs> yeah, New York would be pretty cool. That's yeah. Um, I I'm just asking... You know, um, and correct me if I'm wrong, you know, um, what about like Emerald City or Heroes Con or how about Terrificon? <laughs> well, I am open to any kind of con and unfortunately there's a con in almost every major city in the U.S. now. So the, uh, the selling point will be dependent on how much stuff I can have my wife and son do. <laughs> <laughs> Julius, I'm going to start wrapping this up. Um, you know, um, any last words to our listeners? No, just I just want to thank you again for uh, letting me on your show here. And then, you know, uh, thank everybody that listens to the show. And hope to see you guys at, the, uh, at Westside Comics. And, uh, you know, let me know that you uh, heard us off the show. And, uh, you know, we'll see what we can do to help you out with a little bit of a discount. Julius, thank you very much. And, again, um, where can people find you um, on your um, social media platforms? Yeah, social media, you can find us as Westside Comics and Games on Facebook and on Instagram. So, All right, Julius, again, thank you for your time. I know that we're here on a Saturday, and it's a little busy right now. Again, Julius, thank you very much. Thank you, Jason. Have a great day. All right, thanks, Julius. Until next time, guys, aloha. Aloha, guys. This is Jason from Hawaii. I'm here at the Amazing Comic Con, and this is day three the last day at the convention, I'm here with a local artist, Andrew Gutierrez. Andrew, welcome to the show. Hey, Jason, it's great to be here. Thank you. Now, Andrew, thank you very much for you know letting me interview you. Um, and I'm going to give the listeners a little bit of background. We see each other at the shop at well, Dragon's Lair. We have yeah, to yeah. mention that. And then we also bump into each other at cons and so forth. All the time. Yeah, yeah, all the time, right? All the yeah. Time. All right. So I'm um, I'm just going to ask you for your origin story. How did you get into comics? Like, what got you reading comics and so forth? Well, um, I was a fan of, of watching, like, the reruns of the old Batman TV show, the, you know, 1966, Adam mm -hmm. West, Kurt Ward, Batman and Robin. And um, I was a little kid, and I was with my mom at the drugstore. She was going to get a prescription filled. And while I was standing in line with her at the drugstore, I noticed they had a counter with comics. And on the comics was Batman, and I only knew Batman mm -hmm. from the old Adam West show, and I was really excited to see Batman in a comic book. So I had to have a Batman comic, and literally from then on, I've been reading comics. I think I was probably about three or four when I got that first one, and I've been reading them ever since. Ah, oh, that's pretty cool. So I'm gonna I'm gonna ask: Are you more of a DC or a Marvel fan at that time? 
Well, I mean, as a little kid, it was definitely all about the DC characters mm-hmm. because, of course, Batman, mm-hmm. and then you know the Super Friends. Oh yes. You know, from so then it was to the Justice League of America, and then Superman, and all those characters. And I, I was definitely a DC kid for a long time. And then, of course, um, Spider-Man. You know, I would see the reruns of the old, you know, Spider-Man mm-hmm. cartoon, and then of course the Spider-Man and his amazing friends. And then. Um, I think it was when Marvel started putting out Star Wars. Oh yes. the comic yeah. book. I, I really started reading a lot of Marvel then because I seem to remember getting, and I could be wrong, I could be conflating things, but I think I was getting like Star Wars and like Shogun Warriors. Oh no! And yeah. Battlestar Galactica and basically any kind of like Marvel thing that they were putting out of that vein. I was all about it. No, but because no, yeah, you're right. Because Marvel was putting out Shogun Warriors. I believe Star Wars at the same time, and I think. Battle, yeah, Battlestar Galactica yeah. was yeah was coming out almost all at the same time. Yeah, anything that was like of something that I was playing with or mm-hmm. something I was watching on TV, yeah. I was definitely interested in, in reading the comics of it. So, and then I mean, also to to some of our younger listeners, I mean, Shogun Warriors was done by Marvel, and correct me if I'm wrong, Andrew, it was drawn by the late legendary Herb Trimpey. That is correct. That is yeah. correct. Yeah, they had licensed um, from like Gonagai or something. All those. You know, because of course they were very familiar in Japan, mm-hmm. but then they licensed the, the the robots, you know, to use in the Shogun Warriors. So they had used like a, a Brave Raideen. Yes. And, um, what else? Like, <sighs> I know. Combatra I... and Dan Gardais and Dragoon yeah. and all this stuff. So yeah, yeah, it was interesting. Yeah, I mean, if you guys get a chance to check out, you know, if you guys can find old issues of that, it was pretty cool. It was really good. It was definitely one of my favorites as mm-hmm. a kid, for sure. So I'm gonna, oops, I'm gonna continue on, Andrew. So, um, what made you decide to, um, what made you decide to be an artist? Well, it, it came from a, a definitely an interest in art. Uh, my mother was an art teacher. Um, when I was born, she was actually an art student, and um, so there definitely was a, all the materials needed were in the house, and so it was a good way for I think my mom to keep me out of her hair while she was working on her projects to give me something to work on. So I started drawing as soon as I could hold a pencil. And obviously, I mean, I drew like a little kid, but uh-huh. I, you know, I had definitely had an early start. Uh-huh. And, um, and of course I had her to sort of guide me and point me in the right direction. That's pretty cool. So, and, and I'm just asking, because, um, you, know, um, you, know, when, you know, I knew you started drawing from an early age. Did you, um, go to college to get any more um, did you take any more art classes or and what's your major is it an art major you know it's funny I took art in high school but in college I, I did not get a degree in art <laughs> <laughs> you know, I have a degree in uh, diplomacy and military studies <laughs> and, uh, uh-huh. so it's mostly like a lot of political science and international mm-hmm. relations that's my background <laughs> is it okay for me to ask you what's your full time job uh, my full-time job, I work for the uh, United States government. Uh, that's my full-time job. Um, nothing real fancy. I work for like uh, naval supply systems, so I'm in logistics. Mm-hmm. And then the art is something you do as like um, a side job. The art is what I do to keep from going insane. Yes, <laughs> yes. It's a, it's a hobby. It's a side gig. Um, it's just something I do because I love it and I need it. It's very therapeutic for me. Mm-hmm. I'm going to ask. Um, because I know I'm here at your table. I'm looking at some of the blank covers um, that you're, you know, you're doing drawings of and stuff. Um, 
you know, where can people find you on social media platform if they you know, want to check out your art or if they want to purchase a cover? I posted all my art on my Instagram, which is Mash Monster Enterprises on Instagram. So if you look up Mash Monster, you're going to find me. Um, so that's the main place where you can find my stuff. Um, you know, I have Tumblr and I have, you know, Facebook and everything, but my Instagram is the best way to find me and my art. And if you're interested in something, message me. That's okay. the best way. That's the best way? Okay. And then also in front of me is, I'm going to, please correct me if I'm wrong, Mash Monster Cyclopedian Edition. Is this your original? Yes, that's my original comic uh, with my original characters. Um, it's just a kind of a fun homage to, you know, classic uh, Bronze Age comic books, I guess. Oh, okay. All right. And I'm going to ask, like, what kind of, like, what kind of Bronze Age characters you, are you basing it off of? I've always loved the monster characters. I mean, I loved basically all the the monster output that Marvel had in the 70s, like their version of Frankenstein, mm -hmm. Tomb of Dracula, Werewolf by Night, Man-Thing, mm -hmm. uh, Son of Satan, Morbius the Living Vampire, Man-Wolf, mm -hmm. you know, all of those classic variations on the monster theme, uh, you know, um, the living zombie, um, the mummy, like everything that Marvel was putting out, I love all that stuff. Wow. And so, I don't know. You'll probably see a little bit of that influence in my work. That's pretty cool. And then, where can pe if people want to, if people are interested in buying a copy of this, where can they buy it from? Right now, you can buy it from me at the con today and, you know, message me on Instagram. And, um, but I'm planning on getting it out to some of the stores locally here on island. And maybe a couple on the mainland as well. Okay, that's pretty cool. And then, um, are you... Are you planning to continue this this series or? Yeah, I continue. It takes me a while, but I'll definitely continue. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, as long as I enjoy drawing it, I'm going to keep doing it. I guess when it stops being fun for me, it'll be when it ends. Okay. Sorry, I'm going to switch gears, Andrew. Um, how's the convention going so far? I love coming to the convention. I love seeing people and meeting new people. I just love looking at the costumes. So, you know. Every day I'm sitting here and I'm having a good time. So uh -huh. It's always a lot of fun. I'm going to ask you, what's your next um, convention appearance? Um, maybe Honolulu Comic Con. I'm trying. Definitely, I want to go to Maui Comic Con. Oh, yes. That's one of my favorite cons. Yeah. I love Maui Con so much. Mm -hmm. Have you have you been to their cons before? Did you, like, did you have a table or did you go as an attendee? Yeah, I went last year. I had a table last year. I had a blast. I love those guys. The guys that run it are some of the best people working in the comics industry, and I just have a great time there. So, and the people we're talking about is Alika Seki. Of course. You know, um, great guy. If you guys are in Maui, please stop by Maui Comics and Collectibles. And then, I mean, who else kind of runs the convention, if you know offhand? Alika and his crew uh, pretty much make it happen. Mm -hmm. uh, and then, of course, the talent that they're able to bring in, um, and, you know, and all the other local, um, you know, Maui uh, retailers and stuff that come around, mm -hmm. but definitely it's a Lika show, um, and uh, he's a great host and a hell of a guy. Okay. Um, I'm just asking, have you been to have you been to any of the conventions on the mainland, whether as an artist at a table or just an attendee? Um, as an attendee, I've been to Motor City Comic Con in Detroit, or I guess technically Dearborn or Livonia. But yeah, I've been to Motor City Comic Con many times. I used to go to uh, Toledo Comic Con in Toledo, Ohio a lot. Um, but that's it. Those are the only ones on the mainland I've really been to. Mm -hmm. 
And then I, just the top of your head, what was one of the best convention experience? Whether it was meeting someone or, or even at the local ones where some kid comes up to you, say, hey, I like your work. Or... Oh my God. You know, um, the very first con I ever did was OniCon uh, here in Hawaii. Uh, this was years ago, mm-hmm. and it was my first con, but it was a lot of fun. It was the first time doing it like as, a, as an artist, and it was really energizing, meet, like, meeting kids and kids growing up and showing me their portfolio and just having a chance to like meet people and look at what was going on and meet uh, you know, basically all my peers mm-hmm. who I'm still friends with today. Um, that was one of the most fun cons I've ever been to, and recently, I still think Maui Comic Con is one of the best con experiences I've ever had. That's pretty cool because one day I gotta go to Maui Comic Con. It's it's a lot of fun. It is. Okay, I'm sorry, Andrew. I'm gonna start wrapping this up. Um, any last words to our listeners? Hey, uh, just check me out, Mash Monster, Mash Monster Enterprises on Instagram. Um, and uh, yeah, like I said, if you're interested in anything, hit me up. And Jason, thanks for coming and talk. Andrew, no, thank you very much for your time. Um, until next time, guys. Aloha. Amazing Aloha Comic Con. Aloha, guys. This is Jason from Hawaii. I'm here at the Amazing Comic Con Aloha, and it's day three. Amazing Aloha Comic Con. (laughs) (laughs) We're here at Amazing Comic Con. I am here with a very special guest, Kara Nicole. She is AZ Power Girl. Kara, welcome to the islands. Thank you so much for having me, Jason. Oh, no, thank you. Now, Kara, um, we're not going to go into your origin story. I'm just going to have the listeners check out the YouTube episode. Um, it's called the crowdfunding comics episode number 94. That's where you talk about your origin story. And that's where you're also going to be talking. That's also where you talked about your new comic that you've already written. And now it's going to be on Indiegogo. But we're going to talk about that in a little bit. Can you talk about your multiple roles? Um, because I know you're not just, you, you know, you don't just do cosplay. No, I don't. I'm a cosplayer, I'm a writer, an editor, I'm actually a comic book colorist, mm-hmm. and I even do stand-up comedy and some acting. Mm-hmm. So, stand, I'm going to ask the stand-up comedy, how long have you been doing that? So, I've been doing this about two years, and it kind of came out by accident. I've been encouraging a friend of mine to do stand-up comedy, and I've been hosting events and comic contests mm-hmm. for many years, and when you're doing a, a hosting gig... You, lot of, you gotta keep the crowd going. You yes. gotta keep people excited. You just kinda start mouthing up and telling jokes. And people have been telling me for years, hey, Carrie, you should do stand up. You're so funny. You're so funny. And let me tell you, stand up is very different than just being funny in a conversation. But a good friend of mine who I encouraged to do stand up had booked a show at a con and was missing a few of his comic guests and said, hey, do you want a spot? So I actually did my first stand up show before I ever did an open mic, any sort of practicing outside of hosting events, and it just snowballed from mm-hmm. there. Wow, that's pretty cool. So, do you remember, what was the that first con- convention that you did the stand-up? So, that was in Safford, Arizona, and that was Gila Valley Comic Con, but I've done... Uh, comedy at Planet Comic Con with Lisa Correo. I try to book a show whenever I can and I'm in town. I actually even booked a show while I was here while I'm here in Hawaii. And then work, I remember we talked about that a little bit on Friday. Can you just let our listeners know where um, you did the stand-up comedy here? 
So I did it at O'Toole's with the Jose Dynamite okay. and Friends show, and that was really wonderful and amazing. I thought it was hilarious oh, that there was an Irish pub in Chinatown. Mm -hmm. yes. But <laughs> I'm seeing a trend in comedy shows being put on in the backs of diners and restaurants and bars, and our comedy clubs have now become the new speakeasy. Oh, yeah. You don't know what that means? Actually, I do. It's, it. it's like from 19 to 1920. That's, That's right. And where I'm, are we now? We're in the 2020. A oh. hundred years later, we've got Prohibition. Yeah. We've got our speakeasies. Mm -hmm. Oh, that was pretty good. I, I love that. That was pretty good. And corsets have returned. Yes, they have. And I'm going to say this kind of is a nice segue into your book. I'm sorry, we cannot mention the name on the book, but you, but it's on Indiegogo right now. Yes, my book is on Indiegogo. You can find information uh, through my social media, mm -hmm. AZ Power Girl. I'm on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, everywhere that you can find online. And my book did very well mm -hmm. on Kickstarter. If you look up me, Kara Nicole, AZ Power Girl, you will find links to my new comic book. We hit over $42,000 through the Kickstarter, but people were not happy. They wanted more, more, more. So now we're doing a second chance for two weeks over on Indiegogo. Mm -hmm. Oh, okay. So if you guys get a chance, please go over to um, look up Kara and Nicole on Indiegogo. You'll see the title of it. If you guys, on, you know what? AZ Power Girl. AZ Power Girl. Sorry, AZ Power Girl. Thank you for correcting me. But what's the story um, about your first comic book that you made? So actually, this isn't my first comic. Your second one. That's this right. is. Uh, I've done a few. Oh, I'm sorry. But it's okay. Nobody really knows. The first one I did was in 2012, and it was just a goofy little project with me and a good friend, and it was called Nixed, and it was about a cowgirl named Polly Gunn in the desert, and she's super hot, but gross. Mm -hmm. She. This is why she's single because she was just. There's flies going uh -huh. around her. It's a total silly little comic, uh, full of art jokes that you'll never find anywhere, and. Then I've worked on other books, but this is my first big, big Ron comic book. Mm -hmm. And it is about a girl who is a social media diva. Mm -hmm. And she accidentally gets sucked into a wormhole and transported across the galaxy onto an alien world mm -hmm. and gains superpowers. She has to help save them from their neighboring attackers, the Mijos. Mm -hmm. and she doesn't know how to use firepower or mm -hmm. how to fly so she's learning and she's going through that process but this is your traditional superhero mm -hmm. your superman your wonder woman mm -hmm. your power girl your uh you know your jean gray but she has modern day problems mm -hmm. she has a cell phone she has a social media presence she worries about things like having the right kind of makeup and having that you know, that good selfie. Mm -hmm. Yes. That's pretty cool. And the segue I was leading into was because um, on that um, crowdfunding episode, you're talking about your comic book story has a lot of layers to it, has a lot of pop culture references. Yes. So we have references going back multiple generations. One of the things that traditionally is discussed when dealing with the idea of aliens is that they receive our information later mm -hmm. because they are farther away. So the 80s music is very, very much referenced in this book. And there's a lot, we even have a, we have a playlist on Spotify that we're giving out yeah. that goes along with 
this book. So there's characters in there that are very, very big on 80s pop culture and 80s music, but our main character, her name is Chastity Chase. That's her actual name name, not her superhero name. She is, you know, she's a modern girl with an Amazon wish list. And she wants, you know, her Jeffree Star palette and all of these things. And so we're dealing with that along with the emotional side of haters online, judgments. Uh This isn't a very educational book, but it's very... It's very tongue-in-cheek. Yeah. This is kind of what's going on in our world, and this is what people are like. Yes. And what happens when you or your best friend gets superpowers and is now relied on to save an entire race of people? That sounds like a pretty good story. It really is. Uh, it's kind of sort of like a metaphor story. A little bit, yeah. and we'll see where it goes. Uh, my thing, I laid down some truths Mm -hmm. and I took her character from the cosplay community from people that I know in the cosplay community from posts that I've seen online there's actually an entire double spread where she is terrorized online and those are actually taken directly from comments and posts and accusations made towards me So I kind of pulled some of the nasty things that people said to me, and I put it out there. So... Sorry. Sorry. You know what? Hey, this is life. And when you start being successful, the haters come out. Mm -hmm. So let's see. I want to know what the the listeners and what the public has to say and what their thoughts are Mm -hmm. about this kind of behavior. Yes. You know, everyone has it. Everyone receives terrible messages. Everyone has people online that they thought were their friends, and then one minute there's a disagreement. So it's more of an eye-opener. It's kind of taking a look at our world from the outside. Yes. And, you know, the comic that that you've already written, it's just got to be, you know, it's on Indiegogo right now. I mean, it's like really you're taking from real-life experience and and... and presenting it in a story. Absolutely, absolutely. We're, we're taking that, you know, these are things that they didn't think about back yeah. when they created Supergirl. Where does she keep her cell phone? Yeah. I will even say that Chastity has a pop socket, a phone grip on her phone. Why? Because we drop our phones. Yes. And I know because I have a pop socket on my phone because uh-huh. I dropped my phone and I broke my phone. Kara, <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm going to continue on because I know it's getting a little more busier. Um, be, um, your husband, he's the artist on the comic, correct? Yes, he does the line art, and uh, we wrote this together, and created it together, and designed it together. And mm-hmm. Yes, my husband, Alfred Trujillo, an amazing artist, yes. worked with Coffin uh, Comics, Lady Death, La Muerta, mm-hmm. worked with Big Dog King. We had uh, a piece in the Michael Turner book. The charity book that was put out. He's worked with tons of indie publishers and, of course, works on our creations as well. Now, I've seen some of the pages on the Kickstarter, but if you guys get a chance, you know, please check out the Indiegogo. Check And some of the pages, the preview pages are on Indiegogo. They sure are. The preview pages are on Indiegogo, and you can find them all there. Um, sorry, I'm going to continue on. 
besides meeting fans, what was the best memory you have from a convention? Like anything from arranging, meeting an actor, you know, kids dressing up. Well, there are so many, so many, many wonderful things. I remember um, play racing with a girl who had a giant stuffed uh, alpaca, and I had a tiny stuffed alpaca. So we both sat on our alpacas like we were going to race. Uh-huh. And mine was like a little bitty handheld one, and hers okay. was like this huge giant stuffed one. It was really cute. That was a lot of fun. I did meet LeVar Burton. And I enjoyed talking with him, and he sounds exactly like he does on reading. And he was telling me about his Kickstarter. I'm like, you know, I actually already donated and shared. And in my mind, this is where it gets weird, because in my own memory, when I think of this conversation, he was wearing his Starfleet uniform and had his visor on from Star Trek. Now, he didn't in real life, but in my memory and in my mind, he did. And that just goes to show that eyewitnesses don't really mean anything. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Have you ever met any of the other Next Generation cats? Oh, absolutely. I met Jonathan Frakes. He's very nice. I met, well, I was there with Deanna, who was not thrilled that Jonathan Frakes was excited to meet me. Oh, and, okay. <laughs> and, uh, but no, I, I, I'm a huge Voyager fan, so oh, okay. I've had dinner with Garrett Long, and I, that was one of my, one of my best things, getting to talk to him as well. I heard he's very cool. So cool. Very nice. And hopefully Jibbing Jay will bring Garrett Wong to here at Amazing Hawaii one day. Hopefully. That would be wonderful. We'd love to come. Yeah. All right. Um, where is your next convention appearance? I will be at C2E2 next weekend mm-hmm. with Cold War Games mm-hmm. as Lady Death, promoting the Lady Death comic. Or not Lady Death comic, the Lady Death game. Okay. So that was the one that you're hinting at in the um, crowdfunding um, episode. Yes, because it wasn't officially released yet. And then you're also going to be in Terrificon, correct me if I'm wrong, in August. Yes, I will. Terrificon in August in uh, Connecticut and Planet Comic Con in Kansas City in March. And I will be at Sabbard in Gila Valley. I'll be at Phoenix Comic Con. And I don't know where else I'll be. I haven't booked that book other stuff yet but I'm working on other things oh okay and then a um, couple more questions how do you guys like Hawaii you and um, Alpha um, uh, as soon as the con's over we're going to get to do some sightseeing it's been incredibly beautiful and wonderful and I'm really excited about getting to drink tap water without going home with a UTI <laughs> um, any last um, any last words to our listeners just you be you do whatever you want to do and don't take no for an answer unless you're a guy and you're talking to a girl in which case no means no (laughs) disclaimer no no and then um, again where can listeners find you on social media social media I am AZ like Arizona letter A letter Z power girl at Facebook Instagram Twitter YouTube I am the AZ power girl Google me I'm everywhere and then one more time um, where can people are interested in your comic, where can they go again? Go to Indiegogo.com and look up AZ Power. Kara, thank you very much for your comment. Thank you so much. I do apologize. We cannot say the name of the comic. It starts with fire, 
ends with a B word, so that's why we have not said it. We just want to be uh, considerate to our listeners and their families, so now you know. Thank you very much, Kara. Until next time, guys. Aloha. <laughs>